This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy! We talking about Twitter. Triple joy! Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy! Mike Tyler, eat chicken wings? We're always trying to get eight pounds in a five-pound bag. He a normal dude. That's what you want. I mean, he's a normal dude. In a week where we've seen the actions of Twitter spawn into real life, uh, oh. you know, where where the behavior online is uh, has taken the most prestigious stage of celebrity events. Oh. Uh, on a week where Ric Flair can start a feud with Mark Madden. Uh. In a week where all humanity, not humanity, but uh, what I'm, am I trying to say? I'm just saying I, I, that. I'm not sure. It's, it sounds like it's been a bad week. It's a bad week. Humanity is on a downward spiral. Okay. Which is what Twitter's for, right? And it's, it, well, it's it's Twitter coming alive. It's Twitter. Oh. It's like that Rampage movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Except okay. it's Twitter. Yeah, it, I, no, I, I believe that. Yeah, Twitter. I see Twitter has gained sentience. Twitter has become Twitter aware. has become aware. It has become real life. Okay, yeah. That, that, that always made more sense than Skynet anyway. And that, who, who knew that this was going to be, yeah, who knew our, the Matrix was going to be uh, in tweet form? <laughs> but we're here to try to put a stop to it. <sighs> it's what Jin's talking about, the conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. And it's a negative conversation. <laughs> you know, as you know, survey says three out of four 
tweets from Steeler Nation are negative. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, which you didn't need to study for. You could simply read tweets about the Steelers. <laughs> yes, you didn't. You don't need a, a, a statistician's degree, <laughs> or uh, or you know, a doctorate in uh, from bookies.com <laughs> to know that we have the fourth most negative fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and we got to live up to that apparently. Yeah, and, and, day and after day we, we are it. day after day. <laughs> I'm your host Kyle Crace. Here with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. You know, and and it's gotten so bad that you may have seen this week this past weekend that uh someone actually uh, ranked the worst Pittsburgh sports Twitter accounts out there the jaggy awards now did he do it in terms of just like these are the worst or these are the worst in the context of negativity or they were it was pretty much worst in the in the context of negativity or just in in content in you know in spirit in attitude (laughs) all the things just overall worst yes all the things we talk about so you know Mm -hmm. later in the show we are going to have jim stam on to uh come in and explain the process behind these picks some of your some of our favorites made the oh, list here. oh i see okay good some old friends yes so uh so we'll get to that later in the show but right now uh lots lots to get to mm-hmm. uh in- including you know hey i know a lot of people don't think it's a mystery i still think it's an unsolved mystery who will be our quarterback in 2022 it's definitely an unsolved mystery QB22, where are you? We've got some work to do now. QB22, who are you? We need some help from you now. You know we've got a mystery to solve. Which QB do we want gold and black? But don't get sad. If QBs do what they should do, then they can earn themselves a yellow jacket. All right, so all the, you know... Coach Tomlin is down. They're doing these owners meetings, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and everyone wants to talk quarterback because that you know it's 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 still the main story, right? In Pittsburgh, yes. a new a new quarterback, a new uh, a new regime, if you will. It's going to be the main story until they find the next Hall of Famer. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's get to the tweets at by Kimberly A. This is a uh, Kimberly A. Martin. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin was asked about the flurry of offseason moves and teams being so willing to part with significant draft capital to acquire QBs. Uh, and the quote from Tomlin, we have a definitive business model. We don't care what the Joneses are doing. Uh, you know, in, in retrospect, we were kind of on this uh, hype train for a while with uh, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and Russ Wilson and even mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield for a minute. <laughs> but should we have known better? Like, uh, we're, the the Steelers' business model is not to get rid of draft capital. Right. Exactly. Yes. That's which is something we all more or less intimated. And so, yeah, that's why they, the idea is to save that draft capital as much as possible, but still to find a quarterback. That's also why, I mean, not to open that can of worms, the idea of getting Baker Mayfield is not Im- a, a totally impossible just because if the Browns do cut him and you don't have to give up much anything in terms of money to get him, then yeah, sure. Throw him onto this pile of QBs that were, you know, stacking for the winter hibernation. <laughs> but yeah, it, so the idea, yes, this is they do have a definitive business model. Very few do. <laughs> uh, Colbert kind of backs up what Tomlin is saying. Here's B at B Pryor, Brooke Pryor, on a conference call. Steelers GM Kevin Colbert says they didn't want to give up draft capital in adding a veteran quarterback, taking them out of the trade market. This was the reason why they pursued Mitch Trubisky so aggressively. In hindsight, it seems like, duh, Mitch should have been 
uh, maybe our number one the whole time. We were thinking Garoppolo, but but uh, it, that was all. That was not. That was not going to be the case. Well, just right. Just because of how much it would cost to get him in terms of not just draft picks, but Garoppolo's the money too. I mean, that's a pretty big contract over there in San Francisco. Uh, I mean, it, 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 I think we a lot of us kind of talked about it. it. Came down to even before this, Mitch and Jameis Winston and Winston coming off the injury, and also you know, I mean, as, as much as it's like okay, what did Tomlin and Colbert mean? Usually they tell you what. what what they mean and Tomlin said something like that well Trubisky's won of the free agent yeah. guys he's won a lot I mean Winston has a lot of talent but he also went out there and lost with more or less the same guys Brady won the Super Bowl with minus Gronk so you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. um all right so let's move on to how about at PGH Steelers now Steelers now don't expect Mike Tomlin and the Steelers to hand Mitch Trubisky the starting quarterback job there certainly will be competition. We do believe that he has the talent to win the job, but he's going to have to win it. This was my question as soon when we uh, when we got brought Mitch in. Uh, with the salary that we paid him, right. it's, he's it's not it's not a we're not ordaining him QB number one. Are Absolutely we? not. No, that, that, that you're, that's a guy that he'd be an expensive backup quarterback. But if someone outplays him, it's something you can more than afford to have him sitting on the bench. And again, that in and of itself is another reason not to have tried to trade out for somebody because you would have had to start that guy because of what you would have had to pay him. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you bring in a, a Deshaun Watson. There was no bad. Or there even was no Jimmy QB G. No even QB Jimmy battle. G. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even determined, hey, I hope the guy bounces back from that shoulder thing. But geez, you know. And now they can't get rid of him because then uh, then someone like Seattle is going to scoop him up in division. Exactly. They're stuck with this uh, $20 million salary, just like kind of Baker Mayfield is stuck Mm -hmm. over there. Not Mm -hmm. not that he's got a $20 million. Until you trade it on pennies on the dollar. Yes. All right. This isn't uh, what Yin's dog pounding about. Let's... um, Let's say barking, let's, barking about. Oh, what Jen's barking about? Let's um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about Mace. Okay. At Mel J seven forty. This is from Mel. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked at the amount of Steeler fans who believe in Mason Rudolph, and I don't and I don't mean want him to do well. I mean actually believe he can be a good QB one. Uh, I mean, color me in the want to want him to do well. I want to yeah. see uh, I want to see a real fierce battle. I don't want to see uh, uh, victory by default. You know, right. victory by concession. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see. Uh, you know, it comes down to the third or fourth game in the preseason. You know? Absolutely, and we're and we're living on every moment. And this is the most fascinating preseason since Ben, you know, was was drafted. And yeah, you want I want Mason to be as good as possible in those games, just to push it to the end. And hey, if he beats out Mitch, he beats out Mitch. I mean, that's. Where it is, I I can live with that. It's you know I I I I also can't really determine someone's absolute upside from here at the end of March, uh, having not <laughs> seen them play in a real offense that was designed for them. I don't think that's a small small thing. Yeah, we've got six months right to talk about Mitch and versus Mace. Right, I mean you know five I think five, five months. Five. Okay, five. Not- please don't give me an extra month of having to do this. <laughs> that, that's the only reason I corrected you. Well, you know. Uh, is uh you know we're giving we're gonna give Mason one more shot sure. at QB one mm-hmm. and because of that I think we should give him one more shot in front of the mic he was he was oh, back good. back good. on this time he was on Rich Eisen show mm-hmm. uh you know last time who was oh last time it was Jim Rome and man, he didn't he didn't pass the uh he didn't pass the promo test as okay. they say in the WWF oh I think. he didn't oh, okay he needs some of that media training yeah so, so okay. uh, here he is with uh, Rich Eisen who who wants to know what his current status is so what do you think your status is for the Steelers as you and I are sitting here yeah. right now. What? My status is uh you know finally having the ability to compete to be the starting quarterback. So mm-hmm. um I'm- 
finally having the ability to compete at the starting quarterback. I mean, you know, not the most uh, – that that's technically correct, but, man, I, you know, not really putting that best foot forward. Well, well Grammarly would have found some issues with it if you've run <laughs> it through that on your computer. But the point I, – I, I think is what is great about it is it's a line that nobody noticed. Like, it's not – it didn't start no controversy. It wasn't fire. It wasn't – yes, like, I'm, go, I'm going to be – I'm going to crush him. I'm going to start there that first game. It's – no, I, I, I like that. It, I, I got the feeling for base that he, he, he practiced that one a couple times in the mirror. It wasn't the equivalent of uh, hey, this guy got Sammy Coates' spot, not mine. Right, right. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't it's Sammy Coates' line. But it also wasn't that I didn't feel Mason was searching for the line as much as possible. Like it's, the prior things before, this sounded like something he'd said it a couple times. He had it clear in his mind. He knew that he knew that question or something similar to it was coming. So he ran it and he got it right. Okay, well, you know, he then the follow up was uh, about his relationship with Coach. Okay. What's your relationship with Tomlin like? What? Um, Great. He's uh he's he's had my back, you know, for a long time what? and uh we have a lot of informal conversations that are fun. He's he's a lot of informal conversations that are fun. You know, those fun informal conversations that two men have with each other. Uh is uh is Mason in the reboot of Small Wonder? What's what's happening? I don't know. I mean, I suddenly gained an insight into all of my platonic friendships. You and I have a lot of informal conversations that are fun. That's, I feel like I should mark those now every time I have them with another man. Did you did, did would you rate this informal conversation we had as fun? It, um, man, I how did uh, how, you, this? Someone broke up with this guy two weeks ago. Um, and for I mean, I, it, it 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 does. It, it is one of those things. It's like five words to say one. We talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, well, let's keep going. He's a master of psychology. What do you mean? What? He he's got relationships. We've all been on teams where coaches are CEOs and mm-hmm. they kind of hang back in the shadows and. What? Uh, how many? Mason's been on one team, right? What, what are these teams that he's been on with these shadowy CEOs in the background? I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like maybe like I was gonna say like well maybe in Pop Warner, but then like are you really thinking as an eight year old like man my coach is really like a CEO today? He's just hanging out in the shadows. Also, that's really not like an analogy that makes sense. Like I mean may, I know we're all you. I mean not necessarily we're all used to like Jeff Bezos or something, but like the CEO isn't somebody that hangs out in the shadows. They're not a Batman villain. <laughs> Like it, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, no. It's uh, Bruce Wayne is the man out front, right? <laughs> right, it's right. Batman, who's. <laughs> it's, I mean, I guess it, again, it's one of those things. Twenty words to say, like he's hands on. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's keep going. He yes. does a great job of uh, connecting. Timmy's asking what? you, "Hey, how's your brother doing?" Uh, you know, Mason in Hollywood. How's 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 his acting? So. Wow, what a personal guy. You know, how's your brother doing? That sounds like what any other uh, human being might say to another. Co-worker would yeah. say. I mean, it's, I mean, I can say in the context of if you're working a job where there's a lot of other employees, many of which are higher ranked than you, and the boss does occasionally ask how your brother's doing, the actor in Hollywood, which again is fascinating to me. I just found this out, that Mason's brother's an actor in Hollywood too. God bless him. I hope we encounter each other in an audition someday. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I could see that being like a kind of 
kind of thing you'd remember and you'd ask your pal about you'd mention like hey you know the boss asked how the brother's doing but um but yeah but that is also something we've heard a million times though from other players that aren't mason, mason yeah. where the, the tomlin's asked about something and to us this seems like a normal thing maybe it's not as much in football i don't know it, yeah but uh, the, the other players are a lot more impassioned about the when they're talking about this relationship where mm -hmm. mace is really just kind of like yeah he you know he asked me about my brother wait wait till hold on just let's, sure. let's get to the uh, coup de gras here he's just uh, master psychology as i said and what? and very personal with his players okay so, so he's kind of messes with your head a little bit or is he no saying? no well well we we both give each other crap well how kinda... do you how do you give mike tomlin okay here here we go how does here's the bad boy good, i had five questions yeah. before that i'm glad you cut me off here's the bad boy right how does mace mess around with tomlin finally we're, we're seeing the fawns emerge <laughs> how does the bad boy treat mike tomlin um no i mean he well he'll he'll uh you know he'll talk about uh on those days where i would get the reps okay. wednesday thursday yeah. uh, what you know let's go rudolph this is your day you know this is this is your this is but I'll put the helmet on quickly, and he'll say, "Oh, you got your you got your ball cap on today, Rudolph. You mm -hmm. think it's your day?" Mm -hmm. So, it's, so uh, that's your. <laughs> I don't like it's. Uh, dude, it sounds like Tomlin is treating him like a four year old. I don't know what's like. Oh, you got your cap on. It's it's your day, Mason. Like, <laughs> I I think, and it's it's again having because we have some history of understanding Tomlin doing this the way he he. It, it's not you know it, it's the lightest kind of teasing possible. Like ah, you think. You're you're going to play today, huh? You got your little hat on. You're going to go out there and throw the football. I mean, I can imagine my dad saying something like that. But it, um, but the idea, well, I guess the thing, and what's not mentioned, is that Mason's way of giving him crap is to put the helmet on quickly and just go out there. Like his, his way of giving Tomlin crap is to simply avoid more of this teasing. As if, I mean, it's because, I mean, the right? I mean, tell me if I'm misreading that, but it also says like the way Mason, like, I, I, and this is, again, reading way too much into this little clip is that maybe before all this, it very much could have been like, okay, it's Wednesday or Thursday. Mason's getting ready and Tomlin's like, so you, you're going to put your little hat on? You're going to go out there? You're you maybe thinking about playing some football today. You could be the quarterback. It's Wednesday. It's, it's quarterback your Wednesday. It's, it's your, your day. day. Quarterback Wednesday and Thursday. See Ben? He's over there. He's going to watch. Why don't you put on a hat? And then Mason quickly put on his hat to, and subsequent days to try and tamper that down, and it didn't quite happen. The, well, uh, you know, it just, it's, it's, uh, it, it sounds like an awkward, it sounds awkward, you know? Well, what it sounds, <laughs> see, I, I, it sounds awkward from one side, I yeah, guess. Like, yeah. I totally get Tomlin does this kind of thing with a whole bunch of people, including like, Ben, yeah. for many years, and like someone that's less awkward than Mason, like kind of plays along with it and rolls along with it. Like, okay, coach, <laughs> I'll put my hat on. We'll see what happens. Or, okay, you got it. Wait till I show you what happens when I put this little hat on, where as opposed to just putting the hat on and scurrying onto the field. It, it, uh, it kind of puts in context. Remember the video a couple weeks back of uh, Ben dunking on Clem in mm -hmm. the uh, locker room? And, you know, everyone's having a good time. Uh, Tomlin is there, Coach Clem, mm -hmm. Roethlisberger. But then the one dude kind of kind of out of the out of the fun is mace there you know and he's kind of like doing his homework sticking to the yeah yeah to the yeah, books. yeah i think it's it's i mean i i never thought that we'd get to the point where like you, you begin to wonder if mason can be the the quarterback of this team because he's too much of a nerd <laughs> like that's where i never thought we'd be I it just you know I know we've been judging him these last couple weeks on his media savvy but mm -hmm. it just it just doesn't sound like Mace has the gabagool you know he just
doesn't have right. But by that same token, we can't judge just whatsoever. I mean, no, imagine no. for how many years if we, you know, if if the Steelers instead draft Eli Manning. If he'd been yeah, the team quarterback, yeah. we're dealing with his media appearances where this man has has to be carried by his brother on that television show. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, we'd have been doing this for 14 years, goofing on Eli, being in the media and talking to you like this. I'm very fired <laughs> up to play the Browns this week. Like, it, you know, so I, I'll be honest. After I, I root for Mason even more after these things because I hope we get to keep goofing on this for a long, more long press time. More press conferences. Right, these are just a hoot. To have, him, to have him go out there and have to deal with, like, Paul Zeiss or something? Oh, man, that would be fun well you know uh but the only way we can have mace be qb1 is if we don't draft mm. a qb in mm. round one maybe mm. let's uh let's play the music it's time to talk mock drafts moxie we're in the we're in the peak are we in the peak if it gets well, any more less than a month to go right? if it gets any yeah. worse than this i'm uh, i'm not going to be able to keep up i'm not hold on let's go I've seen these mocks choose these different names all over the web, but it's all the same. Mock. And you can analyze the situation. To me, these mocks are just mental masturbation. That means you're just playing with yourself. There's only one way. There's only one way to mock. Wow. It's, it, it, again, for those of you that don't get to see this, Kyle <laughs> sings that one. It's not like the Scooby-Doo song where there's a recording he chimes oh, in. Oh, yeah. Kyle sings that originally every time. Live just, to tape. It's, it's, it's live for me. I hope you <laughs> folks appreciate it as much as you should. All right. You know, the, the mocks are heating up. They're coming hot and heavy. Uh, the main question from at S City Nation 412, Steel City Nation. Do you want the Steelers to draft a QB in the first round? 71.5% say no, 28.5% yes. It, uh, I mean, I, I it, this is impressive to me because that means that, like, you know, the nonstop media reporting blitz of, you know, hasn't worn the people down yet. They haven't seen the Steelers entertain every quarterback who's at least reasonably <laughs> good coming into this draft, and it hasn't sold them yet on that. So good for the fans uh, sticking to the uh, no there. Well, I think it's just the ri- everyone realizes the risk of a QB in round yeah. one. You know, it's it's the fear of of missing mm-hmm. more than than uh, reaping the rewards of hitting here and, and you know? i imagine you'd have seen this for a, 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 that, that you know even if they don't draft a qb and it's and who knows what the next season holds or something i imagine these numbers are always going to stick around that simply because of the risk reward like you said yeah yeah uh in fact we here's uh, this seems to be a little inside info from this is at alex kazora mike tomlin reportedly told liberty head coach hugh freeze the team would love to draft malik willis we just don't know if we can get him at 20 very telling yeah. right yeah that makes sense to me at um you know, and it's it's and it also is a good way for Tomlin to maintain the relationship with this freeze person is supposed to be like, yeah, your boy's great, but uh, you know, we're not trading up to get him. <laughs> uh, so that's definitely what that's what I take from this too, right? The yeah. implication that it's like it's like he's not he's not promising we're gonna do whatever it takes to get him. He's just saying, yeah. you know, we're not gonna get him where it is, right? Yeah, it makes sense to me. Well, and and uh, and following up from uh, Kevin Colbert kind of says the same thing. Mm-hmm. Here's. At Mark Cabali, Mark Cabali, 
uh, DK Pittsburgh Sports. Yes. Uh, Kevin no, Col- he's at the Athletic. No, now. Oh, at the Thank Athletic. You. Sorry. Uh, Kevin Colbert said they don't have to reach in the draft. Also said that doesn't mean they won't draft a quarterback. Did mention a handful of times of keeping their draft capital. So it looks like as if they love a QB at 20, they would take him, but moving up so not likely. Which is exactly what we said when the season ended. As soon as it came out that they were going to be at 20, that was what more or less everyone thought. So is it, I mean, so, but the implication is then you're kind of just settling for whatever QB is there. I mean, is that? Well, I, I, I guess it's, it's maybe if you're drafting a quarterback, it is, but I, I, I but it also implies to me that we don't have to draft a quarterback because then it's, it's, because then you're not, you're, I mean, I, it, it keeps them in that position of best player available, which is rarely how it ever actually goes, but it makes sense to me. It, um, I, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I mean, it, other than the top three or four guys, I guess anyone other than that would be settling. It's, it's, it's interesting. I hadn't thought of it in the terms of that word yet. It just, you know, because it's like, if you end up with, you know, the guy from Old Miss or the guy from UNC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are, those are, first round graded quarterbacks according to all these mocks but not the hype that you know a Pickett or a Willis has so it mm. seemed it kind of seems like it's just not as exciting I guess yeah I, I well it's just because all the things that you talked about mentioned how they don't have that big upside you know that that upside that they're going to become I don't know Pat Mahomes meets YA Tittle I'm not sure <laughs> but the upside goes but um you know if you if for all those people who really want Willis at Neil Kulong has this uh, tidbit teams that should have legit interest in Willis in the draft order. Number two, Detroit. Number three, Houston. Number six, Carolina. Number eight, Atlanta. Number nine, Seattle. Number 11, Washington. Number 12, Minnesota. That doesn't even include uh, the Saints, who I think are kind of in the market. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that is seven potential teams that we would have to... you know, trade above if we want right. to. If you if you really want them that badly, I mean, I I keep thinking of, you know, trading up for a quarterback. It's 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 never worth it unless it's absolutely perfect. Like it sounds like <laughs> you know every time like some old person in in a romantic comedy talks about true love, like you know it's right and you have to do whatever you can to get it, like that kind <laughs> of thing. Like so yeah. So is this the one or can there be many ones? You know? Right. That's I, I think that's sort of what, and I think that's what they're trying to keep themselves open for. Can we compare it at all to? the to the Ben draft you know in that situation if uh you know we we settled uh, for the third quarterback out of the three you know if we really thought that um you know if we really thought the guy with all the kids River uh Rivers Rivers. yeah if we really thought Rivers was the man and traded up for him Mm -hmm. uh that who knows who knows how history would have played right or I mean it's or even the settling question if we're going by parallel dimensions the Browns take Roethlisberger do the Steelers draft what's the fourth guy J.P. Lousman or (laughs) J.L. Powsman I always forget it but it's something like that he's the other guy that goes it's always like the trivia question who was the other first round pick from the 2004 draft and it's do they change do they draft him I mean that would feel would feel like settling obviously almost two decades on well, some of the mocks are willing to have us if we if we really think Willis is the guy. Some of these mocks have us trading up. Um, USA Today's Doug Farrar has us trading up to number five for Willis. Doesn't say what that'll give up, uh, I, which I imagine would be quite a bit. Well, Steelers Depot has us trading up to five in a mock this week for Willis in exchange for a first, a third, and next year's first. That's probably right. At, uh, well, you know, me. how do you how do you feel about that? So uh, I don't I, like it. <laughs> no, I don't prefer that at all. It, um, if they do that, that certainly means that they think he's the guy. That, no, that means he's the guy. 
That means that he means he's the guy. And everyone has staked their careers and their reputations to him being the guy. So you think that uh, Kevin Colbert's 20 years would be defined by how, if Malik, how Malik Willis uh, panned I, out? I think it would go a long way towards how we viewed him. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, that That's interesting. Can you imagine your career coming down to the last decision you made? Right, right, right. Yes. I mean, it's, but then again, I'm also not, I don't have that riverboat gambler kind of, uh, uh, you know, I, I get tense watching draft day and that covers the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was their best draft day. Um, well, if you're not willing to go that high for Willis, how about uh, NFL.com's Chad Reuter has us trading up to 12 for Ritter, and that just costs us next year's first. I I, 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 I think that would be the kind of circumstance where, where the fans would go and burn down the, <laughs> the you know the Southside complex. I mean, if they traded a next year's first round pick for a guy that like just months ago they'd been getting in the second round, <laughs> that that would have been like wow. It's what 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 kind of of what what happened here? What cratered? What went on? Like it? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, how about well, how about this? How about USA Today's Luke Easterling has us trade up to number 12 not even for a quarterback this is for jordan davis and uh this is uh in exchange for just a second today pick i mean it uh, that's one i guess you could sell just because it if the if the defensive lineman doesn't become what they envision this guy to be which is like i don't know like Casey Hampton gets into the ooze from the Ninja Turtles, the way they talk about this Davis guy. Like maybe that 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 could work, but it's that second day pick better be the third one, not a third round. But then we're not getting Sky Moore. We're not right. getting. Uh, well, no, you're, then you're then you're drafting Sky Moore in the second. See, that's fine. And then, oh, okay, all right. Uh, yes. Well, um, you know, I didn't think I thought. You know, we th- we thought a month ago that. Uh, the, all the possible players mocked to us have been chosen, but no. Welcome to the Mock Wars. Uh, first time mocked to us from CBS Sports, Ryan Wilson. Welcome to the Mock Wars, Traylon Burks, wide out mm. from Arkansas. Okay. Um, I, you know, I don't think we, I, I don't think we went to an Arkansas pro day, so I don't know if uh, we can count mm. that out yet. That would be tough. But I think we can definitely count this next one out. Welcome to the Mock Wars, mocked to us by Bru- Bucky Brooks at NFL.com. Jahan Dotson from oh. uh, wide out from Penn State. Penn State. We definitely did not go to Penn State's oh, okay. uh, pro so day. That that rolls that one out. Pretty I, quick. you know, if it, I would hope that my hope was as a Penn State alum, my, my hope was that Dotson would fall to fifty-two. But, I see. Okay, and I, I feel like I'd heard that somewhere that kind of thing occurring. You and, know, there's uh, so many wide outs. It seems it just depends on how. How these uh, how these teams rank them? I guess we'll find out on draft day. Um, let's get to the mock tally here. We're, we're just drowning in mocks. The total tally now we've, we're up to twenty nine players mocked to us mm-hmm. in one hundred and forty one mocks. Uh, okay. The lead, the leader. We've had twenty mocks in the past week. With uh, the leader, of the Packer is still Malik Willis with twenty four. Okay, uh, he gained six wow. this week. He's the big uh, gainer. Yeah. yeah, everyone is mocking Malik Willis to us. He's uh, mm. he's the beginner. In fact, they're all the all the main mocks are quarterbacks. Malik Willis now twenty four. Uh, Matt Corral thirteen. He gained two. Kenny Pickett at thirteen. He gained two. Wow. Ritter at twelve. He gained two. Okay. Uh, Howell, Sam Howell, he gained one. He's at 10 now. Mm. Uh, and then after that, we have some of the O-linemen. Uh, Pen- Penning at 11, okay. Linderbaum at 8, Green at 6, Zion Johnson at 6. But I think we can kind of eliminate those based on Pro Day. I was going to ask if, if anyone went to the Northern Iowa Pro Day. Nope. It, uh, not, not, okay. Well, not a Colbert uh, Tomlin pairing, uh, at least. Okay. Um, 
you know, then we get down to Davis from Georgia with four with five. Uh, Cross is a, is a, another tackle with four. Uh, Wyatt it, it gained three this week. He's the defensive tackle oh, okay. from Georgia. And they were at Georgia, so that yeah. certainly stays in the running. And some of the locals, I think, have picked Wyatt. I think uh, Kabali picked him this okay. week. I think uh, Bouchette may have picked him this okay. week. Okay. So uh, some of the local guys are going with Wyatt now. And I think maybe that also might be a response to Davis's stock climbing so high. It, uh, yeah. That could be that, too. Um, also, let's see who else. Uh, let's we'll just name the names also named here. McDuffie has three. Uh, Strong, the the QB out of Nevada with two. Oh. Booth, the cornerback, two. Williams, the wideout, uh, two. London, the wideout from USC, two. Olave gained one this week. He's the wideout from OSU with two. Mm. And then we've got ten players with one. Wow. Um, if you go by the mocks, it's going to be a QB in round one. Yeah, I mean, it's the mocks and, you know, the visits. Yeah, and the visits. Although, if uh, we go by, I'll give the final word in the mocks to at frasmoney93. <laughs> Chaz here just says, best player available, Steelers. Don't F around. That sounds good to me, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds good here at the end of March, sure. We haven't heard the quote yet in past, like, we believe there's 20 great players available for us. Oh, or something, okay. Well, you know? that is true. That exact, yeah, that that old, you know, that's a sign. That, it, was, it was a sign that season, draft season was upon us. When yeah. We robust that out. And it's like, always a sign that best, that's a kind of a best player available yes. quote. So mm -hmm. uh, we haven't heard that yet. But, hey, um, I don't know, a lot of draft, a lot of mocks to go still. Mm -hmm. Uh, and a lot of show to go to yet. That's we right. uh, I promised you that we'd get to Jim Stam and the Jaggy Awards, the worst, the worst Steelers uh, in Pittsburgh sports accounts out there. Uh, we'll get to that in the second half. We'll also get to uh, I don't what else? There's uh, there's a lot to talk about. I don't know. Oh yeah, we'll talk about uh, Ben's Day at uh, oh yeah yeah at the, at yeah, the uh, old Civic Arena, arena or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. Melon PPG, whatever it's called. Yes. You know. The Con the console enter no Cons what, yeah it's okay. PPG paints it's oh. PPG paints all right we'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the second half of what Jin's talking about. We we went deep on the draft and on QBs and all that. Let's uh, let's uh, well you know there's a mm -hmm. little there's a little Colbert uh, kind of couch Colbert actions going on. Let's uh, okay. Let's just quickly drop. Uh, let's go to at by Josh Carney. This is Josh Carney. Well well well. Tyron Matthew dropped a pretty interesting nugget Monday during a podcast stating that Mike Tomlin has in fact contacted him during free agency. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about this because it seems like this 
news could break at any moment. We didn't want to kind of be behind it. But mm -hmm. uh, as the days and weeks go on with uh, with uh, Honey Badger not signing, uh, some of the talk, at least from the Steelers' uh, local press, was like, ah, this will never happen. But it seems that it's true. Tomlin has been talking to him. Right. And it also seems like the, 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 the safety market's kind of lower than maybe we thought. I mean, it, it just feels like it's a kind of thing, which is what more or less happened with Witherspoon, Wallace, and Hayden, right? The Steelers were like, well, here's the contract. Somebody's taking it. Maybe it's you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's that's true. And uh, I mean, look, I, speaking of Hayden, he's, you know, he's still out there, too, in mm -hmm. fact. Uh, and, um, you know, our guy, why can't I think of our safety all of a sudden? Um, Minka or Edmonds? No, Edmonds is still out yeah, there, no, too. That's so, what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. There's a contract out there for there's a, Matthew can take it. Edmonds can take it. It's out there. That's what it is. <laughs> you can take it or not. Like. Let's uh, all right. That's uh, that's really all I wanted to say about that stuff. Let's oh, move on to you know the, the the media still counting us out here in March. Oh jeez, we've got the new power rankings from ESPN. Uh, Steelers okay. are number twenty. Mm -hmm. They're down two spots actually in the past oh, week. Oh wow, we it was a tough week. Dropped two spots in, without even uh, setting foot on a field. Wow, it's it's yeah. Every that's when you know you had a bad vacation when you <laughs> fell in the power rankings. Browns are 16, mm -hmm. Ravens 12, Bengals 5. Why are they counting us? Why are they putting us at the bottom of the division again? We keep proving everyone wrong. I, I guess. Well, we're not proving them wrong on vacation. We're not proving <laughs> anyone wrong on vacation. It's. Um, I, I assume that, the, the, I mean, it's also these power rankings can't change since they're based entirely on what happened at the end of the season. So the team that played in the Super Bowl and lost should absolutely be towards the top. Uh, the Ravens being at, at 12, I guess, is what? Lamar's healthier and the Steelers don't yet have a quarterback that we know is going to win and the Browns ranking just feels so dependent on whatever ends up happening with the Watson suspension yeah yeah we don't even yeah this, this guy's never hasn't even stepped on the field yet uh I don't you know I don't know never give up on the Steelers I agree I agree way too early to be counting us out that low um you can't, <laughs> I, I don't think you can count someone out before minicamp I think that's 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 a good right? rule of thumb that's a yeah um how about at PFF Bet, mm. PFF's Bet Department, apparently. Mm -hmm. How many games will the Steelers win next season? The over-under is 7.5. Wow. At, uh, that's a losing record. That's a losing record. That would be 8-9 at... Um, Again, that's that's if I'm so glad you mentioned these things because if you believe in his team, get in on that now. Get yeah. the, get what that's locked in. Did you think if they're gonna go even nine and eight, you can make some money at um Exactly. I'm gonna bet the house. Can I I don't know. I mean <laughs> I, I mean I guess PFF bets legit as legit as anything else is, but it just seems like <laughs> they would also be the kind of thing to be like, Well, we looked at the rankings and actually we can't pay you out even though you lost, you won. I, I I mean I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure they're just wonderful folks over at pff bet who uh would never do such a thing but um but yeah it's it's i guess i don't know if, if, everyone including charlie batch basically has a webs has a betting website that they can push <laughs> you to why are you at pff bet because they're the ones given the that's true what am i saying yeah, line, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah i talked myself out of that fast absolutely that's go get on that to eight to nine now <laughs> yeah you know that'll be the last time that i address it. yeah me too i think i'm not i don't want that line to go up at all um well we got we got a new face uh, in the black and gold this week um mm -hmm. at the real sean 31 sean salmon the Steelers are signing linebacker Jannard Avery to a one-year deal. Avery is pretty good depth at a position that really needs it. He has career 7.5 sacks. 
although he also has a 12.2% missed tackle percentage okay. last year. Um, I, you know, this guy, like, I, if, if at first it was like, where is he going to play? Well, he's not going to play inside. We got we're, the inside right. linebacker room is full right now. There's mm-hmm. Devin Bush. There's uh, Miles Jack. There's Sp- Spillane. I mean, even the special teamers, Marcus Allen and uh, Buddy. Is Buddy still in the room? Uh, Buddy's still around, yeah. So this guy's obviously going to be uh, an outside linebacker. Okay. Um, I mean, does this mean that the, that the era of Taco and Tusca is is over? Well, I mean, I, I I think it's good to bring in somebody to compete with Taco and Tusca. I mean, it's, as much as Tusca didn't seem quite as terrible as I thought they might be for a dude, that the way they talked about him, like they signed him out of the tundra, <laughs> like he just walked out of the wheat field and onto the field at Heinz Field. It um, but yeah, having to not pay a guy much to I, what I had read was that it just and again in skimming Twitter feeds, which is we prove week after week is the worst way to take any kind of information. Yeah. In, it's just that he runs around. It's just that this is a guy that's fast, maybe not a whole lot else. So he runs around a lot and competes with guys that maybe aren't quite as fast. So I can see that inside or outside. Well, if you look at uh, if you look at what Eagles Nation had, okay. is that even the thing? Eagles Nation. If you look at what I, I imagine that if anyone, having lived in Philly for four years, if anyone's going to compete with us for most negative Twitter threads about their <laughs> team, I believe in Eagles Nation. Well, the the, the reaction out of Philly was. Uh, <laughs> At Mitty San, hmm. I don't have to see Jannard Avery in Eagles threads anymore. And it was a hippo smoking a cigar. Okay. So that, I think, is a celebration. Okay, yes. And, and then at Jalen Rigors uh, tweeted, Garrett said, uh, Jannard Avery's time in Philadelphia is done. And then had uh, a, a gif of the Clemson coach running full speed into the field. A big hype video. Okay, um... I, I, I can imagine if they brought this guy in to be a starter and he was missing all kinds of tackles in the NFC East, I can see responding that way, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, this guy isn't, uh, you know, don't don't buy your jersey, don't buy your Avery jersey <laughs> right. just yet. Um, okay, so everyone knows that uh, social media moves, I mean, faster than Antonio Brown on McKnight Road. You know, right now we're all still talking about the Oscars, but before that, <laughs> there was Ric Flair versus Mark Madden in an epic meltdown. Crazy. But before that, uh, we had the, the first ever Jaggies, the Jaggy Awards, uh, the 10 worst Pittsburgh sports accounts, and joining me now is the author and creator of that list. It's uh, from the Pirate Fan Forum podcast on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Jim Stam, welcome to What Jim's Talking About. Man, uh, I am glad to be here, and uh, yeah, hey, that thing kind of took on a life of its own, didn't it? <laughs> well, how, tell me how long, like, well, how much consideration went into these tweets? How long were you thinking about this? You know, it was one of these things where, like, I cracked a joke a couple days earlier, and then uh, full full credit kind of accidentally goes to um, Alan Saunders of Pittsburgh Sports Now. Um, I made a joke about someone going to have to make the list, the top ten, and he said something like, well, now that you've teased it, you can't not do it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you know how Twitter works, social media works. Like, sometimes it just kind of – Something happens, it unfolds, you don't even think about it, you weren't meaning to do it. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna do it. I think I'm just gonna get it out there and do kind of a a roast, if you will. And um and so that's how it started. It was totally unplanned. Now I did put a lot of thought into it, I will say that. So um probably more than any sane person should. <laughs> 
let's uh, let's go into some of the picks. You know, some of the usual suspects, I'll say, are on here, like, you know, an Andrew Filipponi, of course, or Colin Dunlap from, you know, the so-called fan. But, yeah. uh, you know, then there's some, like, uh, like Steelers takeaways. What, um, you know, how, what did they do to make your top ten? They're number seven on your list. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he didn't appreciate it, uh, <laughs> so, you know. Uh, that's okay. Uh, let's try to say this as delicately as I can. Like I, I, I like accounts that when I see them, follow them, see their things come across my timeline, I want to learn something. I want to be challenged. If it's obvious, if it's nonstop rambling, um, I, that does nothing for me. And it does nothing for the sports talk landscape in in pittsburgh we already have enough of that yeah <laughs> you know and then you see some of their follower accounts and i'm just like well that doesn't make any sense you know how are, how how is that and hey look i don't care necessarily about followers if i did i never would have did the list because i had no clue how that was going to turn out <laughs> but uh you know and he and he he's uh never met the guy but man he's a bit sensitive yeah <laughs> and um afterwards kind of pulled a little bit of like the bullying card i mean come on now you know let's 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 relax a little bit it it was you know tried to turn it into someone trying to make a name for themselves anybody that follows me knows that i just tweet what i want i tweet what i say if people like it i love pittsburgh i love sports i try to add to the conversation well, and, uh, you were polite about so, it. You you didn't you know you didn't tag anyone in your posts. You know you were is uh, you were as polite as could be for a roast <laughs> list. You know. Yeah, you know I, I I thought about tagging, and I'm like you know um, I think I'll just leave it out there. If people know who they are, they know who they are, uh, and if people want to go search them out, that's fine. And then I didn't want to reward um, what I thought were poor accounts with people going and checking them out and seeing what they're all about. And uh, so, yeah, I just approached it that way. It felt like it was the best way to do it. Um, he, Like I said, he's a little sensitive, so I expected a little pushback there. Well, in the biggest the biggest underdog move on your list since uh, Francisco Cabrera hit off Stan Belinda, you have – Blitzberg as number one over Mark Madden. Uh, I, you know, I myself thought, oh, well, Mark Madden is the obvious number one, and probably a lot of fans did, but you surprised everyone. What Blitzberg, uh, you know, they're certainly prolific tweeter out there, but what makes them the number one worst sports account? Well, yeah, that was a plot twist, right? With <laughs> Madden at number two. Had we known what was going to come out like the next day? Oh, dude, like, you know, but hey, that's why there's movers and shakers next year. I mean, Mark Madden has made a huge leap right now. He's <laughs> making a strong push after Ric Flair totally emasculated him. So, uh, you know, we got, hey, he might just end up number one. Now, as far as why Blitzburg, uh, again, it had to do with this is a guy with a lot of followers. And uh, I don't think it necessarily represents uh, the Steeler community all that well. Um, and, and the good fans of Pittsburgh, uh, I think they're a little bit fast and loose with some of their sources and facts and where they get things from. And um, on top of it, guy seems like a bit of a bully. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, 
granted, now now I'm the bully, right? Yeah. I'm I'm a bully calling a bully. But uh, now I just you know so I, I want I want people to uh, to follow good accounts, good stealer accounts, good information. People that work really hard in this business. I do have a little bit of a journalism background and sports background, so like that always sticks with me. And I just think that hey, just because you've got followers and you've been doing it longer than other people. I don't know what that thinks that makes you, but it doesn't necessarily make you quality or good. Yeah. Well, uh, if you had to make a best of list, uh, who, who, like off the top of your head, who might make that cut? Oh, man. You know, it's funny because someone actually said that afterwards, like, hey, you know, let's let's run it back. Why don't you do the Yinzies and do a top 10 of a good list? What do you think? I mean, you think that's a good idea? You know, we we uh, on this podcast we had, did celebrate some of the best and worst takes of the year. You know, and we we celebrated uh, Rick Fish four one two was our kind of fan of the year account. Uh, uh-huh. You know, from from the fan perspective, you know, from a media perspective, uh, we always appreciate Chris Carter. Um, good, 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 smart guy, good guy. Yeah, you know, um, but as far as you know, like emotion and. Uh, kind of the divisiveness that seems to be what attracts people on social media. Why, why, why do you think that is, you know, that is what is funny and it's why you see some of the people go down the roads that they do um, and really go into that kind of heel mode with things. And we have the perfect example of that here in Pittsburgh, you know, who I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, So why, Um, you know, it's that old, if it bleeds, it leads thing, I think, from way back in the day with like local news. I mean, people just want to watch the train wreck. They want to watch shots being fired and they want to sit back and, uh, God, I got enough popcorn uh, memes to, uh, <laughs> to, to fill up this bedroom right now. So um, as far as good accounts, yeah, like I think Chris Carter, he, he's an excellent one. I don't know if you know who Hammer and Hank is. Mm-hmm. Um, he he he's the he's really good, and he's just um, he's somebody that's had some. He's got Pittsburgh ties and has actually worked with the Pirates at some point. But now he's just in, enjoying life, tries to be positive. He gives back. Good good guy from a, just a fan perspective. Um, let me think of who else I could put on there. I don't I don't want to give uh, too much away now because I think I am going to do the Yinzies. <laughs> Spread the love, right? You got After to. Some- you got to because there's not enough. You know, we. Uh, I think someone did the stats and three out of four uh, tweets uh, st- from Steelers fan base are negative. And it's like the fourth worst in the NFL. So mm-hmm. for some reason, despite the success of the, you know, we're talking the Steelers, not the Pirates, you know, despite the success of the franchise, it's still one of the most negative fan bases on social media, which is it's kind of perplexing to me. You would think people would be kind of happy. But uh, that sure doesn't seem to be the case, does it? Just, it's just wild. You know, I always think of Philly fans or New York fans as some of the most critical. But, you know, just studying social media, which isn't everybody, but, uh, you know, it's certainly right. overwhelmingly negative out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think when you look at it, you look at um, – and that's probably why someone like Blitzberg really does just, just rub me the wrong way is because, first of all, how dare you attack that person? Yeah. If you do, you're met with full vitriol 
And it's part of what we are talking about, which is, I mean, people just take it so, so seriously. And uh, I don't know, man, I'm 46. Maybe I don't, maybe I'm a little older and I, it's a younger generation thing and people do take it like it's like it's real life. I just don't see it that way. You yeah. know? Um, well, Hey, before I let you go, I want to, yeah. uh, I want to plug the pod, uh, pirates fan yeah. forum, uh, you know, spring training, uh, buckos are looking like they're playing hardball. So, uh, what's in store for this week on your pod? Of course, we're going to be talking about finalizing the roster and maybe even getting some predictions going since the season is going to start now you know i will i will throw it out there for all these steeler fans if you're in the pittsburgh area and you really really want to test your metal come be a pirate fan for a little <laughs> bit too like get grow some grow some hair on that chest and uh, get, get get some thick skin man because if you can cut it in pirate land you can you can definitely cut it in steel earlier. So well, ain't that the truth? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jim, I thank you so much for your time. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, search the hashtag uh, the Jaggies with a you know with a Y. Uh, the top ten worst Pittsburgh sports accounts. Uh, Jim, thanks so much for stopping by today. Hey man, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if you want, give me a follow. It's for the city underscore four one two or at Jim Stam twenty two, and always uh, talking pirates and sports. So just, uh, yeah, appreciate it, dude. All right, man. Take care. Thanks a lot. See ya. All right. Let's okay. let's get to the lightning round here. Uh, we we got about ten minutes left on the clock. Let's uh, let's start with at Reggie Barnes three. This is from Reggie. Mm-hmm. That Steelers draft hat is ugly AF. It, it is. Have you yeah, seen I was going to say, I agree with that 100%. It's, Why can't they give us good merch? Or it's, it's just, I mean, it, it looks like you messed up in your layering. Like you meant yes, to put Pittsburgh yes. above or below the lo- the name Steelers. Instead, you just made this like mess. And you were like, oh man, I hit, I hit rendered? What? No. <laughs> oh, no. And the, the merch is never, you know, it's never quality. They're, they're going to do a train camp hat, mm-hmm. and it's just not, I don't know. Give us something cool. I see, you know, this, the hats that they're signing the players in are pretty cool. It's, okay. it's, I think it says 412, and it's just the cycle. Oh, yeah, yeah, or even just the 1933. Maybe it like says the, that, 1933. That was kind of cool. I mean, it just because yeah. the thing is, the problem with that Steelers hat, and I'm sure it's going to happen with every single team I look at, it's not the Steelers. It takes me this, like, infinitesimal split second to be like, what team is it? Oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, okay. The bright yellow. Okay. Because I can't make out the S or the P or the, you know. (laughs) It's ugly. It's Mm -hmm. ugly. It's it's pretty bad. Um, Let's go to, oh, uh, this is uh, at D Lolly Mm -hmm. underscore PGH, Dale Lolly. I asked Colbert if Stephon Tewitt is one of the 24 starters. He said Tewitt remains on the roster and would like to have him back, but he considers Chris Wormley a starter due to his experience. This mm-hmm. is uh, this is trending negative in the in the saga of Stephon. Yeah, Tewitt. I guess it's it's always you know like we could have like a power like the Stephon Tewitt power meter each week at because uh, last week it was looking better because he was in the facility exercising. Yeah. At, um, but now Chris Wormley is also a starter, so it's <laughs> you know it, it, this is always going to be the weirdest story and years from now someone will write an incredibly detailed article somewhere explaining exactly what happened and when we won't know until then yeah heaven forbid the pittsburgh media gets the story as it happens right now well i think i think just no one will give them the story i don't even blame them i think everyone is as tight-lipped about anything as they've ever been well that's true um let's move on to 
at Blitzburg. Mike Tomlin on overtime. I'm a sudden death advocate. I'm a traditionalist. I don't fear sudden death. Instant new Tomlinism. I don't fear sudden death and I never have. The the new, I mean, the new to- overtime rule, it only affects the postseason. Is mm-hmm. it, it's kind of really, it's kind of really not even a change, is it? I mean, Well, two things. One, we, we're, we're making a rule entirely based on one game. Yeah. One yeah. game, and we're changing the rules for that fun. Secondly, uh, how much would I don't fear sudden death make a better draft hat than the one we got? <laughs> yes. Just say, I don't fear sudden death and have the hypocycloids on it yes. and the yellow brim with the black hat. We'd have, we'd have bought that already. We'd be wearing them right now as we enjoy a fun and formal conversation. That's right. Behind the steel curtain is selling these uh, Trupitsky <laughs> shirts. No, we need the I don't fear sudden death. Let's get on that uh, BT, B- BTSC yes, merch. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on. Okay, this one, this one. Let's go to at KDKA. Okay. Beginning this season, all 32 clubs must employ a a female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority to serve as an assistant offensive coach. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like an expansion to the uh, to the Rooney rule. Good. Uh, yeah, good, except when you look at the replies, Steeler Nation. Oh, no, oh the replies. Oh, I, I can't imagine. Steeler Nation just, uh, you know, came out of the woodwork. This is what I'm talking about when we're saying, you know, Steelers Nation is the fourth worst fan base on social media. And you're like, what does that even mean? Well, here are some of the, you know, here are, uh, here are some of the replies from... Good old KDKA. Let's see. Uh, I won't even say the names because I don't want to just indignify some of these. Can't wait until the NBA requires a little person on every team. Doesn't say that. We love Pittsburgh PA. Yeah, don't we? Uh, how about, um, you know, it should always be the best candidate, period. We love Steeler Nation. Oh, yeah, we love Steeler Nation. It's like these people aren't going to be qualified. Like, they're just going to get your neighbor off the street to be the uh, this offensive coach, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what, oh, the new, this is the new America. Qualifications not required. Work ethics not required. It's all about checking a box. We love Pittsburgh, PA. Oh, yeah, we do, you know. The well, irony is these are all the same people that said years ago they were going to boycott the NFL. That's oh yeah, isn't that right? Yeah, weren't the yeah weren't these people supposed to leave us? Come on, uh, you're right. Let's not even dignify. Well, the thing is, that would have been any fan base of any team, though. I'm not saying yeah. that these people aren't especially terrible, and I'm not saying that you know Steelers Nation was shown in any glory in that particular thread. But that would be any fan base of any team, particularly a sport like football. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, That'll so, be the last time that I address it. I, maybe not. I don't know if it the will be. The only question I do have about that I would find interesting, and I'd be curious to hear more about, is why specifically offensive assistant coach? I mean, and not like defensive as well? Or the, you that, know, that, I, that, I'm that just, is curious. I'm that. just assuming the statistics. I, first of all, hmm. uh, probably... 85% of the teams already qualify for this. You know, oh, yeah, right. Exa- right, exactly. There's that's probably a, only a, a, a really good point. There's probably only a, a small amount of teams that don't meet this qualification Which yet. Which we could probably guess who those teams are. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to guess that it's only offensive because the statistics probably show that it's, that's... It probably skews even worse there in terms of uh, lack of but that's, that's That an makes assumption. a lot of sense. You know, maybe I'll go to uh, bookies.com to find the stats on that, the true stats on that. Um, <laughs> there are indeed department could put that together for us let's let's keep going because we're so we're going long as always Mm -hmm. uh in fact let's just uh let's just get to the final one here because uh it's at mercy nhl steve Mm -hmm. mears tribute to big ben tonight in pittsburgh they uh they brought out the the seven jerseys Mm -hmm. uh penguins wore them during the warm-up is that it can as a fan can i can i rock a 
Roethlisberger Pens jersey? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you can buy one, but it's you'd have to go through that whole process of like you know paying for the name, paying for like it was like like you were going to get Christ on it. Like I'm sure you'd have to do that. I don't know because I'm sure as the Penguins do with a lot of other their warm up jerseys, they'll auction those off. Like they wore special ones oh. for St. Patrick's Day. They wore special ones for like uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. They do things like that. So they do auction off the warm up jerseys that they never play. And so my mom and aunt were at the game last night. We were talking. about You said it. there was a cow tribute. Yeah. Coward, that's what people were doing. Coward post, sent a video in that they showed on the big screen. I didn't actually get what it, I forgot to ask. I was meant to call my mother and ask about it, what it said. But I did hear that Coward left a video for Roethlisberger, which again is interesting because in the 2009 Eastern Conference Finals, Coward was the guy to crank the um, uh, storm warning hurricane for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes oh. in game three. Oh, when the Penguins right. went down. And, uh, uh, but I think the Pens won that like five to one. That was a very different Hurricanes team than the one the penguins uh, fight with now but yeah it's tough i'd be talking more about this i feel bad the pens lost that game especially against a team they're probably going to see in the first round rangers but, uh, have us or, or Ra- have our no, number it's, 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 i mean it's still the playoffs and we'll see what Shostarkin can do in a round i mean it's not to make this what are you slip sliding about or whatever <laughs> i mean i could do that about this game all day but uh but yeah it um you know and i guess ben pretend like pump fake with the puck for the drop basically too and, yeah i um, think the crowd went uh heath I think went, <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh you know more the the ben victory tour hopefully we'll see him at the uh at the pirate game maybe one one game this season then yeah if he has literally nothing better to do <laughs> he was a pens fan he supported the the pens though for many years oh yeah yeah i mean it wasn't he wasn't like casey hampton that like went to the outdoor thing with like a cooler and like those lounge chairs that would sit in the front <laughs> Like it's or, or or that great clip if you can find it someday when Heinz Ward went to a Penguin game, sat in the front row and got so drunk, and then uh, I still did a TV interview and they asked him about Sidney Crosby and he said that that he and he said what do you think of Sidney Crosby? He said he's the Ben Roethlisberger of football. <laughs> hey, sounds sounds right to me. No arguments for me. All right, we uh, we're we're just let's get out of here. All um, right, we're we're here every week on Behind the Steel Curtain Podcast Network. Listen to all the the podcasts. There's a lot of good dudes uh, yes. on here doing good work, like yes. uh, you know, like Jeff Hartman or uh, Jeffrey Benedict or. Uh, you know Tony Defio. There, there. You know behind the steel curtain. Rate us and give a review. There you and, go. And say say what Jin's talking about sent you or something. That so we know that you're listening. Because otherwise, I don't know. We don't yeah, know who's it's listening. It's just us having an informal conversation of fun <laughs> together. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Kyle Christ. Greg, where are you at? At Greg Benevent. B is in boy. E N E V is in Victor. E N T. Instagram and Twitter. If you're uh, if you're in Burbank, come see come watch us do comedy. Mm-hmm. If not, we'll see you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.